following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm The Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this This is Common Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery may contain mature subject matter and is intended for adult audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. This episode of Common Debauchery is brought to you by Big O Sealing. Seal coating blacktop driveways in the Western New York area for over 25 years. Give them a call today at 716-603-9855 for your free estimate today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. I am the Nightmare, joined by Rotten Jack and the Alley Cat. What's up, everybody? Hi, guy. Hey. We got a full gambit of hosts today, and we're... You know, we're we're kind of hitting a little bit of a weird spot here where we're 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 struggling for ideas because it's I don't know is it just me or like since the fourth has it kind of been just like a meh of time of I life? Mean, I'm still not feeling right after the fourth. Can't imagine why, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Uh, I feel like the fourth is like the kickoff of summer, but then it just kind of life just hits cruise control. Yeah, like it's July, then it's August twelfth. When did that happen? No, no kidding. No kidding. Like, it's blowing my mind because I already have the parents at work coming in. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, we'll get them set for, like, we got them in for this haircut now. But we're going to push the next one off, like, an extra week or two. And just, we're going to get them set for right before school starts. And it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. School just ended. Yeah. And we're already talking about getting them scheduled for their back-to-school haircuts? No, no, no. Mom and dad cannot wait to send little Jimmy and little oh, Jessica know, right? back to school because. Well, this past year was, like. Yeah, part time at home and or you know full time at home for some people it was crazy. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So as we all know, we start off as young children in school, as some kids will learn. You have to be in school all the time sometimes, and it's really easy in your young age to do things that are super embarrassing and come back. So. We have like four topics to cover, but we're going to try to stem them into a a flowing conversation. And we're going to start with embarrassing kid stories. And they don't even necessarily have to be yours, just ones that you know. I'll go first. The stage is I was in sixth grade, brand new to public school. All right. I went to a private uh, Catholic school through fifth grade, hated it, and ended up going to public school in sixth grade. And there was a girl in my class that I had a gigantic crush on. So we walked down uh, to an assembly that, that we had, and they split us up into a line of girls and a line of guys. And it was kind of said that, like, they were going to let you were going to go every other and, like, file in until, like, there were only, like, 10 girls in my class, and then everyone else is going to file in behind. So we get into, the like, the auditorium. It was actually technically at... Uh, a cafeteria that would double as an odd. And we walk in and we like the girl that I have a crush on is first in line for the girls. I'm first in line for the guys. She goes, I go, I go to sit down and I look and there's the other nine girls in class behind me. And this girl looks at me. She's like, can you move down so I can sit next to my friends? <laughs> Doy. So then it was the next girl. Can you keep going? And I ended up filing all the way down across the line of girls and sitting down as the first guy. Like, yeah. it was awkward. It was weird. And to this day, I'm a little embarrassed by it. Middle school girls are ruthless, man. Dude, middle school as a whole well, everyone is, just, is Middle ruthless. school in general, yeah. Yeah, middle school gives absolutely not a single F. No. Like, 
I don't know, probably my most embarrassing, and it didn't even happen to me. Um, I was on a swim team in high school, and one of the guys, uh, it was his first swim meet ever. We were at an invitational out in, like, Alden or something. So it was, like, it wasn't just, like, us versus Alden. It was us, everybody, Alden. Everybody versus Alden. Lancaster, you know, like, five <laughs> or six different schools all at this thing. And uh, this kid didn't have, like a team suit yet so like he didn't have a speedo or a jammer or anything like that he just right. had like board shorts that he would swim in which it was an invitational so it really didn't matter <laughs> yeah we just got distracted because our my my our cats being adorable oh cats are awesome She's anyway so cute. um so anyways uh <laughs> he ends up doing backstroke and uh he goes down. He does the first line. Now he's doing 100 back. He's got to do four laps of the pool. Tell me his shorts fell off. Yes. Oh, Around no. his ankles. <laughs> Around his ankles. Just trying for some drag, bro. To this kid's credit, he kept going. He didn't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. He did not stop. Like, they just, like, they Rain didn't drop, come. Hands drop? They <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Like, it's, yeah, it, Love uh, it. it's probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. How about you? What do you got? Uh, the only one that I can think of is when I was in seventh grade. I was wearing this cute outfit. My double polo. The double polo. Everyone knows I'm talking about, right? Oh, did you have both collars popped? Oh, of course. Yeah, your neck was extra cold. Yeah, both collars popped. I got my choker on. Surprised you didn't have on the, uh, <laughs> wearing... the, the upside-down backwards what visor, a, too. What a picture. Oh, it gets better. Oh, I'm man. wearing a jean skirt. Over white leggings. Yes. I can picture. I've seen girls wear this outfit. Yes. Yeah. God, you're so hot. <laughs> well, I got my first period. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. In oh, white leggings. No. And it was the time of year that everyone was like selling like Niagara chocolate. My, I asked to go to the bathroom. My math teacher would not let me go. And we get up from class and we're walking out the door and one of my friends goes, Allie, it looks like you sat on a chocolate bar. Like you might want to run to the bathroom and just like clean it off like literally everyone had boxes and boxes of niagara chocolate so like it wasn't out of the realm of possibility except that like i had to throw my leggings out like destroyed i sat in the bathroom for two hours waiting my mom worked at the school that i went to and i had to wait for her to go home and get me clothes and bring them back and also bring me like the things the things Things, yeah the things that i needed oh man yeah oof I think you won the embarrassing stories. Yeah. Yeah. I have a swimming one. Oh, you got a swimming Listen, one? Okay. So sixth grade for me was tough. Okay. Not a good I, year, huh? Not a good. It, you know what? It was the start of me, like of my life taking a serious turn for the best. When I left the Catholic school I was in, I was the sec- I was the biggest kid in class. I was like me and one other kid with the same height. We're the two tallest kids in class. I was the biggest kid in class by a lot. I've always been a big dude. Not not surprising. But like how tall were you in sixth grade? Um, like when when did you hit your big growth spurt? I have a picture of me at twelve U baseball pitching where I'm taller than the eighteen year old umpire behind me. <laughs> like nice. I've been tall my whole life. Um and so we're we go to this we, we like we're in we're in gym class and Here's me 
tall, like bigger glasses that were kind of the style at the time before they went to the like these streamlined like yeah. ovals or whatever. And I don't rem- I don't think they were the transitions, but I had the transitions the year before. I had longer hair that like I would slick back and stuff like it was down to like my shoulders and you being my barber understands that like I don't have hair right now. I can see Allie getting all hot and bothered listening to this right now. <laughs> yeah, I listen, sure I'm not. Listen, th- like <laughs> this this is her looking at me sarcastically. I'm like, oh my god, you're so hot. Like it, it was rough. I had a great glow up. Thank you. But before the glow up is the disaster. But here we are, still one of the taller kids in the school, one of the bigger kids, and we're we're swimming. And this actually involves the same girl that I had a crush on. So we're in swimming in gym class, and we like. We were doing the thing where it was like free swim where someone's standing on the, on the side of the pool deck throwing a football to people going off the diving board trying to catch it. Right. Well, I was there. I was throwing and like guys, girls didn't matter. And then I got in line and like, oh, you've been throwing for a bit. You can go first. So I go. I run. I jump off the diving board. I miss it. I jump up and my swimsuit mats down on the front of me. And all of a sudden somebody looks and goes, <laughs> he's got a boner. Fun fact, I did not. However, because you could things were matted down and you could see stuff, I got a weird nickname because of that one. Yeah. Everyone, everyone just started calling me Papa. You can put the rest together. It's fine. <laughs> Sixth grade was rough. Thank God I started playing football and started ripping people's heads off because damn what I had a rough go. I hated swim class it, or uh, like the swim section of like gym class. Like, my gym teacher still made me take the deep end test to make sure I could swim. I'm like, dude, my name's on the record board for the pool. (laughs) What do you mean you need to make sure I can swim? I need to make sure. What? (laughs) Then then he would get pissed because I would dive in off the diving block and swim underwater the entire way to the shallow end. And he'd be like, you need to swim. I need to see you swim. What? what, what do you think? And I would just point I'm sorry. to the record board. Like, I'm sorry. Like, he would get mad that I would swim underwater. He'd be like, no, I have to see you swim. Yeah. I, I did. Like, did I, like, what, what do you call moving through water despite being on top or underneath right. the surface? <laughs> oh, boy. It was interesting. Uh, anybody else got anything good? I mean, we, we've covered two of my stories from one school year. I'm sure I have more. I'm like racking my brain. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's I mean, plenty. Yeah. I mean, I was always the kid that got like picked on and made fun of until I decided to turn around and beat someone's ass in like 11th Bro, grade. You you have a podcast. Right. That's pretty much a prerequisite for being on a podcast as you were right. picked on at one point. Yeah. And now you're like, I don't care. I'm going to talk and you're going to listen. Yeah. Maybe, Every, maybe not. I, I don't mean, know. Everything, everything turned around Podcasters after are cool. I, like beat the shit out of a kid in gym class and then they were just like oh okay he's not fucking around anymore yeah i whooped some ass in seventh grade one time in eighth grade and really nobody messed with me after that and that between that and being an athlete it kind of helped but right yeah it was it was definitely interesting um i mean i I knocked my two front teeth oh this was a good one we were playing ghost in the graveyard Do you remember that game yes from you oh god yeah okay you looked at me funny i was like yeah, like you often don't like know things generationally, but this one I don't think is rude. It's not rude. The facts can't be rude. They're facts. <laughs> it's true though. 
<laughs> I know, I know Ghost of the it's Graveyard. It's not a stereotype okay, if it's true. Okay, so we're playing Ghost of the Graveyard in my parents' basement. Uh, my cousin from California was in, and it was the one time in my life I met the man. Uh, he wasn't a man at the time. He was just a few years older than us. But uh, I was running away from him, and I tripped over, like, you know where stairs end, but there's still that, like, that little that yeah. lip yeah. at the end where, like, stairs would keep going. But there's no more stairs. It just goes level with it. I tripped on that and face planted on the concrete basement floor and knocked my two front teeth Ooh. loose. Nice. Right? This gets better. So I have to go upstairs, bleeding like a sieve, crying like a baby, that I just knocked my two front teeth loose. And it looked a lot worse than it was. It hurt, like, eating oh, yeah. for eating the next morning to go to school. Like, I'm trying to eat my two front teeth. Like, you're trying to bite stuff, like, and not get those two. It was yeah. It was rough. Racing my sister to get in the car because I called shotgun and she didn't want to let me have shotgun. And we go and I'm like trying to block her from opening the door. But I'm not like holding the door closed. I'm just trying to box her out. She reaches under me, grabs the door handle and rips the door open. And what does she do? Right in my two front teeth. Knocks them clean out. So now I'm going to school. With my two front teeth having just cleanly been knocked out and like I'm still I mean, they were my they were my kid teeth. Like so it's not like I needed to go get like right, right, right. tooth replacements. But I'm now that kid walking into school smiling without his two front teeth and very blatantly bruising on my face. At least it wasn't picture day. At le- How old were you at that point? Like first grade. Yeah. Second grade. Like I went to school that year with a broken arm in three places, like my two front teeth knocked CPS out. CPS was definitely called by the school <laughs> to investigate your parents. You know, it's <laughs> it's actually funny with the amount of times that I went with like broken bones, bruises, um like I I hit a door, like the edge of a door down the middle of my forehead and had a God. bruise down the middle of my forehead. Like the fact that my parents didn't have CPS called on them, and my parents are fantastic. They, I, I know I joke about it all the time, especially I joke about it with them that like they were hard on me as a kid, but like my parents were awesome. My parents like they were tough on me, but they were they were great parents, right? They and, didn't they didn't let you get away with shit, right? And like same thing with my parents. That, the fact that like I looked like I was abused and they never got their, the CPS called on them, <laughs> like that was just like no, that Derek, he's like a human battering ram. Great. Yeah. I was called myself by my first name. I don't feel like I almost about lost this. vision in one of my eyes once. How'd you pull that out? Oh. Uh, uh, it involved a ping pong ball. Oh, boy. We were, <laughs> me and my brother would just like be in our basement playroom and stuff. I was probably like 15 or 16 at the time, too. So I can't even blame this on being a dumb like little kid. No, no, You're this a is dumb a, I'm a dumb teenager. Right. Yeah. So I uh, we're down there and we're just like hitting ping pong balls at each other right hard as you can as hard as we can right so i let one rip and it shanked and it hit something like directly in front of me and ricocheted back at just the right angle it clipped me right in the eye i couldn't see for a good 10 minutes for those of you playing the home game me and Allie just both got the willies simultaneously yeah that was i might even call those the ghiblies ghibli 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 it was. Don't it, ask questions. It sucked. Watch Strong Bad. You know what that is? Trogdor. No. Thank God. Thank God somebody knows what I'm talking about half the time. Um, so that like, we're we're gonna move into 
because I feel like we've like I, I can sit here and tell embarrassing kid stories for the, the rest of the episode. But we're going to move on to uh, a combination of I can't believe I survived that and I'll never do that again. How close to death did you get? We're not there yet. I have a script. Oh, I thought this was that. No. Never mind. Gene, you're getting off script, man. God, I have a plan. Maybe we should all have a script. That way I don't do this. (laughs) Just trust me. Trust the plan. Trust the process. Sean McDermott called. I'm going to put a mural on the wall for you. Ugh. I'll never do that again, and I can't believe I survived that. Going off Gene's eyeball story, I went down. We were playing... um, Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. I was always Leonardo. My sister was always Donatello. I don't know why. She liked purple. That's all I can explain. But when you play, like, I don't have swords. And right. Like, and I, every time my parents bought me, like, a plastic katana, I broke it. Because, you know, when you want to hit stuff with stuff, plastic things break. So she always, like, grabbed a broom handle and had a bow. Well, I wanted a bow. So we were both Donatello this time. She went down the slide. I went down the slide, had the stick in my hand. Uh, bottom of the slide, stick hits the ground. I look, go forward, stick right in the eyeball. Uh, you, you told me that one before. Yeah, that, yeah. That's like, that, that story stems into my dad taking me to the hospital that my mom worked at. Yeah. My mom not finding out I was there and in the ER until we were already home. I had an eye patch on, and somebody came upstairs to the ICU and was like, Oh, I saw your son. <laughs> it was a rough day, rough day in the household that day. Yeah. But uh, what... What 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 what's a thing that you'll never do again? Stand on the counter to put dishes away. What'd you do? Oh God! So I was eleven, but I'm still short as hell. Fact. So I still would need to stand on my counter to get stuff out of the top of my cabinets. So I my parents had us do chores like most parents did. My chore was dishes. I was. I think I was 11 or 12. I think it was right before I started sixth grade. And um, I was allowed to stay home alone. My mom was going somewhere. I don't remember where. But I was doing the dishes so that I could just like watch TV and hang out and do whatever I wanted the rest of the night. And I had to go up on the counter to put away the clean dishes before I could load the dishwasher. And we had just had like pasta. So we had like big pasta bowls out on the counter before... Um, that they were out on the counter before I could put them in the dishwasher. And I went up on, on the counter and slipped on my way down and smashed my elbow into one of the pasta dishes that was on the counter. And it hurt so bad. Obviously, like, you hit your funny bone. Like, that doesn't feel good. But, like, I went to, like, go look at it. Because, like, you anytime you, like, stub your toe or whatever, like, you want to check out whatever's happening. So I look at my elbow and there's a piece of plate stuck to it. And I'm just like getting all like I shattered and, this plate And, and by everywhere. stuck to it, she means stuck in it. Yeah, it was stuck in it. So I ran to the bathroom. I'm looking in the mirror, pull it out. It was like deep into my That's arm. That's the wrong move. It was disgusting. And she I don't was 11. Do, I don't do well with blood either. But my mom had literally just pulled out of the driveway. So I ran out of the house and chased my mother's car down the street screaming at her and she did not see me just trailing blood along the way and like there are like three nurses that live across the street from where my parents were at the time I did not go to any of their houses instead I went to like the neighbor that used to babysit us and uh, she doesn't do well with blood so that was I really like just awesome did great that day awesome lots of stitches you, you know you know what you should do like you should 
capture a gigantic spider and take it to the arachnophobe's house to be like, hey, look what I found. <laughs> yeah, really, though. <laughs> Find that friend that doesn't like clowns and dress up as a clown and show up at their door. Right. Great idea. Uh, good for you. How about you? What do you got? Uh, I will never ride a bike down a big hill. Oh? So, uh, what was I? Eighth grade? Eighth grade. Yeah, I think it was eighth grade. So I was like 13. Uh, we were helping a family friend move into a house down in like Colden or something. And he lived at the very top of this super, like this hill was like a mile long. Ooh. It didn't even, it didn't matter what kind of vehicle you were driving. It was that kind of hill that like, if you didn't floor it, you weren't sure if you were going to make it to the top. And on the way down, you just put it in neutral and like hovered the brake. Yeah, pretty much. Or put it in the lowest gear possible to like make the engine do the work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so us as kids, uh, we found a couple of mountain bikes that he was he had there. And we're like, a couple of the other guys were like, oh, we're going to ride him down to the bottom of the hill. And then someone will come down in a pickup truck and pick us up. And we'll come back up to the top and we'll, we'll keep doing that. Well, finally, it comes my turn to to go up to the top of the hill or to the bottom of the hill on the bike. And it didn't go well. I got the speed wobbles. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah. If you don't know what the speed wobbles wobbles are, you've never gone fast. No. So I get to, like, the bottom of this hill where it's now, like, it's still a paved road, but there's a lot of, like... Gravel. Gravel on So the it's road. probably not even a paved road. It's more probably, like, a stone and oiled road that, like, got driven on enough that it flattened out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I got the speed wobbles, and next thing I know, I'm flying over the handlebars because the front wheel cocked 90 degrees to the side, and it just launched me, and I landed on my hands and slid about oh. 10 feet on my palms and tore up the palms of my hands. Awesome. Gotta love it. So did, any, did any of your friends call you safe? No. They're not real friends. Right. Listen, if you're hearing this and somebody goes like face down and slides, you have to call them safe or call them out or it doesn't count. Right. So I will never ride a bike down a hill again. I can tell you I will never grab onto the side of a moving vehicle while on rollerblades ever again. Ooh. Oh, so me, me and my buddy were playing roller hockey in the parking lot of a local school and he lived right around the corner. Um, right over, if you're hearing this and you're not from Lancaster, you're not going to know the streets anyway, so whatever, I'm not going to tell you. But it was just literally, you out of the parking lot, take a left, take a left, you're at his house. It's a seven-minute skate. So that's what we were doing. We were skating back to his house. His sister comes flying by on, in her car, coming home from work, and she's like, hey, do you guys want to ride? And my buddy's like, no, just roll your windows down. <laughs> so she rolls the back windows down. And he's like, yeah, we'll just grab on and, like, you can tow us. So she does. He's on the passenger side. I'm on the driver's side. We're holding on. And I watch the speedometer hit, like, 5, 10, 20. Jesus. She gets, like, between 25 and 35 is where I stopped looking. Because my feet got the speed wobbles. <laughs> Now, mind you, my buddies did not because he owned a pair of speed skating rollerblades. Mm-hmm. So the wheels were f- like about an inch to an inch and a half away from each other. And on like you could literally just 
touch one of them and they would just spin. Yeah, they, like, had, they were like, on the ball super, bearings. They had the super real nice ball bearings. Yeah, yeah, mine were like the Walmart special. Yeah, like so they were the plastic with the two ratchet straps, the brake on the back of the one. And if my you feet, go, if you go more than five miles an hour, they're gonna fall apart. Well, and like you, like it's got the brake on the back of one, so you put the brake down and like one foot stops, the other foot goes. You do a split. It's great, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, science and safety, awesome. Obviously, I'm not wearing any of the proper protective equipment. No helmet, no knee pads, not. no elbow pads. Because, I, I mean, I was a child in the 90s. Shut up and play. Like, you know, safety. We used to play please. with lawn darts. Just throw them straight up in the air. So, my feet start wobbling. They take each other out. And I yard sail it. Now, I can't believe I survived this because my head fell on the ground next to a moving car. Like, how did I not get run over? Aside from the fact that I probably like the car probably was going faster than I was. And she pulled away from me just far enough that I just hit the ground. You could see the bones in my hands of my knuckles, like shredded the sweatshirt I was wearing, which was my dad's, which went really well, by the way. Um, You know, those like swishy wind pants. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They were burnt from the asphalt. Like half of one of my legging legs was like gone. I, I was bleeding everywhere. And like she came back. She like opened the trunk of her car. I sat in the trunk of the car. She drove me back to their house, which was like 500 feet away only at this point. And like they had to call my parents to come pick me up. And I'm just like, I don't think it's as bad as it looks. And both of my parents being nurses are like, shut up, idiot. Get in the car kids used to do that down my street when i was like a little little kid we'd watch like the teenagers like the high schoolers they they hooked up a damn tow rope oh god to like the back of someone's like shitty little honda civic or whatever and uh we're rollerblading just flying down the street just holding on no thank you this is the difference between dumb teenage boys and and dumb little girls because i'm sitting here like i won't stand on the counter and do the dishes ever again and my other story is about the time that i decided to lay on my stomach on a swing and i flipped over and skinned my whole face what yeah (laughs) how have i never heard this story i don't know i have pictures of it my nose is all skinned. It's awful. I'm going to need to see those. I'll find them for you. But that's, I mean, that's the, that's the gist of it. There's really nothing else to that except that I fell off the swing on my face and skinned my whole face, and I will never do that again. So you're not going to do the Superman on the swing anymore? Nope. Anything that you're shocked you survived? Um. I mean, you've broken plenty of bones and stuff. Like, Yeah, but like... Most of those were sports-related, I understand. Yeah, and not really like anything... Super. You know, one thing I probably won't do is try and show off during a flag football game ever again. That's not something I like would never. I don't I'm not shocked that I survived this. But like I was in college and we were having a sorority fraternity flag football game the day before our date party. So date party was like a semi formal that we had at our sorority house. So um the the new the new pledge class would throw the party for the sisters and we right. would bring a date and get dressed up and there was always a theme whatever so um day before date party so it's october it's cold the fields are muddy like there's big open fields in brockport that like are just 
open that like anyone can use. I think it's like the rugby fields where they're not like a their club team, so it's not like a big deal if we use them. Right. And it was n- like nighttime. It was pretty late. Um, and everyone was getting rowdy. Like they were having fun. People were tackling each other. Whatever. I grew up playing hockey. I was a little roughhouser. I roughhouser. What a what a great <laughs> word. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> Gee, I, I didn't realize me. we were back in the 1940s. You roughhouser. <laughs> Thanks. Geez. I won't stand for such tomfoolery. <laughs> I, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> oh my God, you guys. <laughs> I led my team in penalty minutes. I liked to hit people. I liked Which if to... you, if you're playing the home game, there's no hitting in girls hockey. There is not. No. I like to hit people. I kind of played dirty. It was fun. It's more fun that way. So of course. It's ho- no, it's hockey that way. That's, that's, that's also just true. playing hockey. <laughs> yeah. It's also true. Um, so no shockers that I was like that playing flag football. And everybody else was too. So this guy, very tall man, very tall, had the football. And I was running at him head on. And I was like, yeah, I can tackle him. Like, he's a string bean. He's tall, but he's skinny. Like, I can tackle him. I'm a little shithouse. Like, Allie's just like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, let's do this. Like, this will be fun. So I collide with him head first. And my hand hits the top of the football and then, like, rolls into his chest. Because the football is, like, wet, like, muddy, gross, whatever. Right. And, like, my momentum didn't stop. So as I hit him, my hand hit the football, rolled along the wet, muddy mess of the football, and crushed into his chest. And I heard, you could hear my hand crack across the football field. And it broke in two places. And I just, like... Immediately, it started swelling and bruising. I kind of screamed, maybe a little bit. And somebody took me to go get an ice pack, took me to the emergency room. I, Like I said, broke it in two places. And my mother, it's my left hand. And she looked at me. And she was like, really, Allie? You broke your hand right underneath your left like ring finger. Like, what are you going to do when you get engaged someday? <laughs> like, yeah. Did, you, did, did, he, did he go down? No. She bounced right off him like I a did. Care Bear. I bounced right off him. How embarrassing is that? That's a good embarrassing story. And also, I'll never do that again. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Oh, that's good. You guys have any like fun ones, like an amusement park, like a ride you'll never go on again, something you'll never do? Oh, I got a sense. good one. I got a good one. It It's not me. Like I was involved, but it's not me. So obviously, like growing up here, everyone's been to Fantasy Island. Once. You only went once? Once. Really? Okay. So when I was a kid, my dad went on uh, what they call it, the Patriot. So it's the uh, the ride where they put you in the car and like the two things. It, it's almost like the pirate ship, except it actually like goes all the way up and around and flips you upside down. Yeah. Okay. So my dad goes on that, and now he's not feeling so good. Oh no. Oh boy. Yeah. So we as a family decide we're going to take it easy. We're just going to go ride the Ferris wheel. We're at the top of the goddamn Ferris wheel. My dad yaks all over the place inside oh. like oh, the carriage of the couldn't, Ferris couldn't wheel. Couldn't even be nice enough to get it out the side, huh? No, right, oh, right inside the Ferris wheel. Doesn't this man, when we come down to the bottom, tell the poor kid working... So sorry, my son got sick. Little Gene, you all right? Oh, my God. Uh, That's savage. Did you get the number of the bus he threw you under? <laughs> He's like, uh, Gene, like, 
man, are you feeling okay, buddy? Like, <laughs> I'm just looking at him. I'm like, it was you. <laughs> Uh, moral of the story parents your kids are just scapegoats right that's what they are for a while um actually i have a very similar story uh i went to a small lawn fete which are a very exclusively buffalo thing apparently apparently Apparently, i found that out this weekend so social media this was like uh a small little church in alden has had used to have them um and the only reason i knew of it was because i used to take karate in the, the gym of this place on Saturday mornings. And so we went, it was a good time. Like, you know, your standard small one horse town festival with like six rides and like all like really small crappy versions of every ride they have. And they have that exact ride where it's like the pirate ship, but it goes all the way around. It's a two seater. One faces one way. The other faces the other way. Mm-hmm. Well, when it's going and I'm going forward, I'm having a blast. And then it stops and it goes the other way. I did this exact thing at the at the Erie County Fair once. So now I'm going up like up and backwards in a circle. I start screaming bloody murder to stop the ride cuz I'm going to puke. The dude like slams on the brakes and brings us down slowly. And I'm like, not helping, not helping. And I get out and I'm like, like green in the gills, like staggering around and like took me like 10 minutes to get my bearings about me after that. Yeah. Me, me and uh, me and a friend at the Erie County Fair had our heads in each end of a like an open ended garbage can yakking simultaneously. Oh, boy. We weren't even drinking or nothing. We were like 18 or 19, so we couldn't even drink at that point. Uh, but we were with these two girls. We're like trying to impress them and stuff. So we're going that on. That never goes well. We're no. going on all the spinny rides. Now, as a kid, I always did very well with the spinny rides. They didn't bother me at all. As a female, we're not impressed by that. Whatever. <laughs> Um, Listen, we didn't know that back then. Yeah, we were just right? trying to. That's that's called peacocking, right? Carry so, on. So, all I remember was like we're starting to not feel so good. But we're like we're gonna keep going, keep going, keep going. We get on this one ride, and it's like it doesn't go upside down, but like it spins you. The whole thing spins around. It's almost like the scrambler, where oh. like it spins you. The whole thing goes around, but then your individual thing goes oh, around God, no, itself. Thank you. Yeah. So spinning while spinning is not the move. Two minutes into this thing, me and him are both screaming. You gotta stop. We're gonna puke. Like, I'm not joking. Like this isn't a joke. You got so the ride finally comes to an end. He opens our cage first. Me and him shot like a bullet out of that ride straight to the nearest garbage can. And both of us just started oh boy. Yeah. Anything? No, I don't do rides. I know my limits. You don't do rides at all? I like water parks, like the log flume and stuff like that. Like, I like water parks and, like, I'll do, like, big slides and stuff like that. What about roller coasters? I like the Viper and that is it. That's my limit. I won't go on the Superman. I've only been on the Superman, like, once I'm or right twice. there with you. I don't like the Superman. I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, this is just, I mean, we're strictly speaking Darien Lake at this point. Right. I haven't really gone anywhere else. I will do roller coasters at Disney. Like, 
Okay. The Disney roller coasters that are themed, like Space Mountain, hell yeah. I can't see where I'm going. I just am like flipping around and seeing all the stars. Like, that's cool. I love it. I've gone on that multiple times and I've only been to Disney once. So that's fair. Really like that. But I don't do rides. Like I did the Tower of Terror at Disney. Oh my God, never again. Never again. Hmm. So um, I can tell you that I'm not the biggest fan of wooden roller coasters. I enjoy I them. Like, I don't like them at all. I enjoy them, but they hurt. Like, I, I feel like I need, like, a chiropractor after I get off one. I went on the Predator when I was, like, 15 once, and uh, I'm pretty sure I had, like, a bruised or cracked rib that I didn't know about from football practice. Fun. And I was in tears. Finding out about injuries you weren't aware of by being jostled around unnaturally is always the fun one. That was it was not good. So my one time I went to Fantasy Island, do you know the like the it's like the crazy mouse or whatever? Yeah, like yeah the, the mouse, yeah, that used to be there. So we went and it was me, the girl I was seeing at the time. And her two younger cousins. Now, I, I use the word younger cousins because the one was like was like twelve, and he was just like little kid. He was just just, just a just a little runt. And the other one was only two years older, but as big as me and heavier. Like he was a big big boy. So we get on this thing, and for some reason, me. And big boy are sitting next to each other with her and little guy on the other side. That sounds like poor planning. It was. It didn't leave a whole lot of balance. And like it was one of those things where like I got in to like be near the edge because I like being on the end of things. And he was just like, yeah, I'm in and climbed in next to me. And I was like, whatever. Didn't I, I thought nothing of it. One of the parts of this ride is you go, it tracks you to the top, and then you wind around coming down. Mm-hmm. Like, not, it's not like you're spiraling, but, like, it's tight turns with straightaways on the way down. And it uses inertia to spin the mouse cart that you're in as you go around. So we're spinning on this thing, and I am legitimately deathly afraid that because every time we hit one of the turns, me and him are on the outside and it's whipping us and we're like doing this all. It's supposed to be like a slow turn as you go down and we're wheeling it. And I'm like, this thing's going to tip off the track and I'm going to die. I'm going to be the second death at Fantasy Island. <laughs> and like if, if anybody knows me, you knows my you know my rules. If I'm going to crash in any way, do it right because I don't want to limp away. Right. Like, I don't want to limp away from things. Either don't do it or do it right. Yeah. And at this point, I'm like, I feel like I would survive this, except for the kid next to me is 350 pounds and going to land on top of me. And it's just 600 and almost 700 pounds at the time. Crashing and burning is not going to go well. <laughs> that may have been one of the closest I've ever been to death. And that's called a segue, Gene. Yes. Gene, how close have you ever been to death? Six inches. Please explain. I came six inches from absolute painful, painful death. When I was in Oklahoma, we were out doing some kind of cleanup, something or other. We were maybe we were just out shooting the shit. Uh, 
and someone took a look at something and was like, hey, there's a Black Widow spider right there. Like, just chilling, like, in a web under the picnic table. Love that. So, I decided, huh, I'm going to take a look. And I literally got, like, six inches away from this thing. Like, I didn't, like, try to touch it or do anything stupid like that. But, like, shit, I was six inches from death. Like, a painful death. You're not kidding. Yeah. That's kind of scary. I yeah. don't do spiders in general. So. I don't. That's the that's the other thing. I'm terrified of spiders. So for those playing the home game, because really that's who we're talking to, uh, black widow venom is 15 times stronger than rattlesnake venom. Yeah. Wolf. Also, Yikes. Derek. Sorry. Second time for I'm my. I'm so sorry. I don't know why <laughs> that's happening today. Um. I feel like the closest you've been to death is your car accident in Tennessee. Oh yeah, we're getting there. I said uh, that's why I said the the roller coaster may have been like the closest I've been to death in a long time. But I've definitely pushed the issue a few times. Uh, I had an incident of falling off my bike when I was a young when I was like twelve. Uh, I just finished playing in an all star game, had a great game, hit a grand slam, was feeling on top of the world, chugging along on my bike, riding back to the, my the park to watch a championship game for the league I played in. Mom and dad walk, drive by me. I stand up, start pedaling to say hi. I get the little wobbly. I grab the brakes. Guess which brakes I grabbed? Front brake. Landed square on my head. Nice. Tombstoned myself. I did that in a pool once in my oh, backyard pool. I, I jumped in. There, dude, There, there's like duh labels on the pool. <laughs> yeah. Well, it literally says don't do this. Yeah. Well, well be <laughs> be 11 years old 12 years old whatever i was i thought i was gonna drown because when my head hit it jammed my spine and i thought for sure that was gonna be it not for nothing i feel like the entire theme of this episode is don't do this yeah 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 we uh we threw a disclaimer on the top of the episode for the content uh this is also like a verbal surgeon general's warning of don't do the stupid things that we've done yeah um so, Allie made mention of a car accident I was in. I will that'll that will be the last story we tell today. Um, but prior to that, I, I really have you guys seen like the videos of like people getting unnaturally close to like train tracks and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite ones was the dude who was standing next to a train track and somebody was like, people were like hanging off the edge. Like they were, it was like a passenger train, but it was overloaded and a dude got kicked in the head. Like he's just hanging out, like taking a picture, like by the train going by. And all of a sudden, like someone just like, ha sticks a foot out. And, like, and the dude just gets knocked out. <laughs> it's like, Oh shit. Like, yeah. But like, why are you that close to a train? Like, okay, so we've told a lot of stories about doing stupid things. But, like, you know, in theory, holding on to the side of a car while it's driving slowly wouldn't be terribly unsafe. It became unsafe when we hit 30 miles an hour. Right. I can tell you, I don't know if I you'd find me standing next to a train going 100 miles an hour. Just oh, like, hell no. I mean, just get sucked in the tailwind. Like, no. Right. No. I'm out. Ugh. Do we have any other stories? Embarrassing. Uh, I'll never do that again. Uh, we do have. I a, touched a cigarette later once. 
Okay. A car. Yeah, I've done. I I talked my sister into touching a hot plate that was on. Nice. So, uh, we were at the cabin before the cabin had a full working stove and whatnot. We had this old school electric hot plate, and we looked at it, and one of the coils was red. And she goes, "Do you think this is on?" I don't know. Touch it. So she palms it. Oh no! no. <laughs> starts starts screaming bloody murder. Uh, I also have one. I was driving past a buddy's house, and I thought it would be funny to throw firecrackers out my car into his driveway because I drove by and I saw him sitting at his computer in like windows open, just like staring at his computer, like typing. I don't know. He was probably on a weird chat room or AIMing someone or something. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to pull up, like pull past, like I have these firecrackers in my car because I stole them from my dad. Sorry, dad. And <laughs> like, I'm going to light them and throw them out the window. Now, the intelligent thing would be to be driving by in a way where I could light them and just throw them out the, the near window. No, genius boy went the other way. So oh, you I'm, went I'm, across I'm gonna, the car gonna, through the passenger I'm, window. I'm huh? going to hold them in my left hand, light them with my right hand, drop the lighter, grab them, and throw them out the far window so I can make sure that they actually get in his driveway with my dominant throwing hand. Except when I lit and dropped the lighter, I went to grab them, and as I went to grab them, I realized I missed so I go, oh, shit, and just toss them up and just, like, turn my head to the side and pray my car Jesus stays on the road. Jesus, take the wheel. And just, and smoke and debris is everywhere. And I have to, like, pull out, pull over, get out, open my doors. Smoke is pluming out of my vehicle. Yeah. That's definitely a Jesus take definitely. the wheel and, moment. And, ch- and, ch- and, you know, again, this is meant for mature audiences. If you're old enough to be listening to this podcast, laugh your ass off. Thank whatever deity you believe in that I'm still alive. If you're young enough to be listening to this and you shouldn't be, don't do that. Have to be have to be on point here. I'm trying to think. Anything Listen, I, I, can, I can tell you that I only learned how to properly snowboard while being intoxicated. I was drunk and I learned how to carve. That was fun. And then I decided to go in the terrain park, and that was not fun. It took me two hours, three, two, three, two or three hours to get down uh, the hill the first time I went, and my friends fucking left me on the hill. Yeah, that's about par. That's not. That's, that's they not were just like, you. I was just like, I'm perfectly fine going on the bunny hill tonight, guys. Like, I'll figure this out on the bunny hill. They're like, No, no, no. Get a regular lift pass. We're taking you up to the top. We'll teach you how to do it. So we get to the top, and I knew I was fucked right off the bat because. As soon as I stood up at the top, you fell. Before I knew what was going on, my fucking feet were over my head. Yep. And I was rolling <laughs> off the chairlift. Yep. And now the poor Skiing guy working. Snowboarding. Snowboarding. Yeah, a boy. And now the chairlift guy is looking at me going, Hey, man, you're all right. You need me to stop the chairlift? I'm like, My dignity is in ruins. But other than that, I'm fine. Just carry on. You know, carry on. Uh, so I get strapped into the board, and then they all fuck off. And start riding down the hill and left me. Yeah. And then they passed you six more times by the time you got down the hill. Ten. It took me three hours. Listen, this this is everybody's first time snowboarding story. That's it what was mine was po- like. It was to the point that Ski Patrol would come past me. You okay? Be like, <laughs> okay. You all right, man? Like, you're in the same you, spot as you were last time I saw you. Last time yeah. I went down, I'm like, no, 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 no. Last time you saw me, I was ten more feet up the hill that way. This is just as far as I've made it so far. 
<laughs> Can we? I got one more like embarrassing. Okay, we um, we're, we have like if this, we do if we go ten minutes here, we're, we're gonna be we're, on the we're longest not, we're episode. Not, we're not going we're not going uh, into depth on this. I'm okay. just gonna state it. Uh, I shit my pants at Boy Scout camp twice. Aww. Oh, poor Jennifer. In one weekend. Oh, oh my God. What did you eat? I don't know. Oh, Gene. Oh, boy. I had to sacrifice my underwear down because it was one of those, like the porta shitters that was outdoors. That was like just like the giant hole trench that was like a 10 foot deep hole that just had uh, stalls on top of it. Right. I shit my pants the first time and I just sacrificed my underwear straight down the hole and then I had to use socks and sacrifice my socks and then I did it again and yeah that's a bad weekend that was a really not fun weekend yeah I can tell you um Nope, that one's not a story that's going to make this episode. I'll tell you that story when we're off the air. But uh, so my alcohol that I'll never do again is shit Barton's vodka with generic full pulp orange juice screwdrivers. Ugh. Listen, when you're when you're when you're a freshman, in, are a big no here. Yeah, when you're and group. when you're a little freshy in college and you trust somebody you don't really know to buy you the stuff, like you, you get, you know, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Right. That was like. We were drinking with my uh, with my RA, who ended up becoming a good friend of mine at the time. It was like I was just getting done with football and stuff. Like it was really my first time, like not at a party, just hanging out drinking to get drunk at that age. And it was it was rough. I don't recommend it. Closing up with the closest I've ever been to death. We used to take a two week family vacation every year um, at the end of July into early August, and we drove everywhere. We had a tag along trailer, which eventually became a fifth wheel. After this story, actually, and uh, we drove down to Kentucky. We were at the Kentucky Bluegrass Horse Farm, which is really cool. If you ever get the chance to go there and check that out, it is a gigantic, what feels like thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of land, which is just for horses. They like they do some wild horse management there. Uh, they race and or they raise and race. They they raise racing horses. Uh, they teach dressage. Do they do any like sod stuff there? Because I know like a lot of baseball diamonds are like Kentucky bluegrass is a really popular. Or is there like completely other like it, sod just, fields of Kentucky bluegrass? I, I don't exactly know if there's anything. All I know is it's it's the. I'm pretty sure it's just called the Kentucky Bluegrass Horse Farm. I I could be wrong on that. Um, but we spent a few days there. It was really cool. A lot of fun. Uh, learned some really cool stuff, and then we were going to Nashville, and we had like plans to go to the Grand Old Opry for dinner and a show that they do there. How old were you at this time? Uh, this was ninety five, so I was six or seven, eight, eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was eight. So we're driving from Kentucky to Tennessee on a throughway, and we had a tag along trailer in my dad's old red Chevy pickup truck. This was a true old school two door pickup truck. We are a family of four. For these long trips, my dad had these old, they were like wooden benches with like red felt over the top and padding that would slide into the bed of the truck over the wheel hubs. And they would either be two long benches or one bed. And that's where me and my sister would be. Like we'd, we'd pack up first thing in the morning, we'd jump in there, we'd be sleeping until like 
we stopped for breakfast and then we'd put them into the benches. That's where we sat back there in the bed of the truck, in the bed of the truck with the cabo. Like there was a cabo, oh, a cabo, okay. right? Right, right, right? Um, you know, and we had like a bin full of travel games and like you know like playing oh pinball and baseball and the little digital thing. And we, I mean, this was all I knew for these two week trips. Like there were things no, that like were commonplace for right the mid nineties. Right, like it's not like my dad made these things; he bought them from somewhere. Right, like this was a thing. And there were no seatbelts. No. Like, because where? what were they attached to? Nothing. Like, these four pieces of wood over this frame, like, folded down into a bed or folded up into two benches. Like, so we're driving and we're cruising along and all of a sudden I hear whoosh. And all of a sudden you kind of start feel us kind of swaying back and forth a little bit. And like, thought nothing of it. Like, maybe we're pulling off, maybe we're pulling over or whatever. And all of a sudden, you started to feel it being more from a sway to a jerk. And me and my sister both, like, look up from the game we're playing and look out the windows to see us pulling onto the median, which is this, it's a six-lane highway, so three lanes going one way, a gigantic stone median, and three lanes going the other way. We pull onto this median, and the truck and trailer flip three times. I, I, you've, she's heard this story. I know you haven't. I've seen the pictures. So, oh my god, the truck and trailer detach. Obviously, the cab of the truck detaches, which means you are now free to launch. Yes. Um, my parents ended up. Did in the you cab see of, space? I didn't see much. So my parents ended up in staying in the cab. They were buckled in. Thank God. The cab of the truck was level with the base of the windows. Okay. They were scrunched forward under, like, underneath all that. So, like, they literally, like, it just, somebody just pushed the top, like, the top down. Right, right, right. And my sister was awake, conscious, and walking around in hysterics at 10 years old. Like, people pulled over, were lining both sides of the highway, trying to help, waiting for ambulance techs, whole nine yards. Right. Uh, this part of the story I only know because of what I've been told from people over the years. She she swears she saw a large, darker-skinned trucker built like a brick shit house, who got up, who pulled over, got out of his car while people were trying to like open the doors of my dad's truck to get him and my mom out. Grabbed he grabbed one of the sway bars, which is supposed to prevent the trailer from swaying behind the truck. Right, jammed it in the door, popped the door open, walked to the other side, jammed it in the door, popped the other door open, dropped it, walked to his truck, and left. That's how they got the doors off. The like the doors open was this large, gigantic human being. Stopped, popped the two doors, and like took off and took off. They like my my parents like my dad had like find a way to like reach across to unbuckle his seatbelt to get out. They like they got my parents out. Um my like some school teacher, my sister was like hitting her and beating her like leave me alone, I want my parents. They couldn't find me. Until somebody saw my foot sticking out from under the cab. The cab had landed right side up and I was underneath it. So they saw me, they pulled me out. I come to to the sunshine hitting my face. And they're like Derek, can you move your hands? Like, yeah. So I like, I'm like trying to like sit up and stuff. And like, can you move your feet? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, okay, move your feet. And I'm like, I am. And they're like, no, you're not. They thought I broke my back. 
Like they thought I was going to be paralyzed. Oh my god! And it turns out um, my mom had two small cuts on her hand. That was it. Just two small glass cuts on her hand. No other scratches. No other bruising. She was a little sore. That was it. My sister had a separated shoulder and some pretty nasty bruising, but was no really worse for the wear. My dad cracked his sternum and had glass embedded in his head. And I had a severe concussion and a separated pelvis. I had to, le- I had to learn how to walk about three days later. Like, I had to relearn how to walk. Fuck. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, one of these days, I will show you the pictures from this, and you will be shocked that I survived. That I, Like, the fact that all four of us walked away from this. Yeah. Like, it was absolutely insane. And so what 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 happened? The, like there, the, the trailer a, a, just a double, start- a double tractor trailer blew past us well over well into triple digits going downhill. And when he went to pass us, we don't know if either his, the, the end of his trailer clipped the end of our trailer or if the tailwind behind this double tractor trailer going a hundred and something plus going mock Jesus like caught our, the tail of our trailer and just. Pulled started us shimmy in the trailer and like well, and, well, well what it did is it jerked the trailer and then it just threw the entire tra- yeah. and my dad as hard as he tried couldn't correct yeah and just thought okay i'm gonna just try to pull off and hope we slow and when as soon as we pulled off it just we were going too fast and, and then, like but there was nothing he was gonna do oh, like it was just it was out of, completely out of his control and the the very next like the next year going in my parents were like do you guys still want to like go on this vacation like is this something you want to do and me and my sister were like yeah, why wouldn't we? <laughs> so we ended up getting a fifth wheel because they're a little bit easier to control. Yeah, uh, and they don't overly affect like the, you. You don't sway heavy nearly that, that much. Yeah. Like it, it was. So that was that was interesting. That was the I can't believe I survived that, and uh, one hell of a story to end this episode of Common Debauchery, guys. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, I mean, Gina, always. I Gina, don't really have a choice. Yeah, Rotten Jack <laughs> doesn't have a choice. Allie gets to pick and choose when she plays. So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Comment Debauchery is part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Comment-debauchery, if you want to find us, you can go through and find us in the Lifestyles tab, uh, along with any other podcast that's on there, including our three or four that I am on and take part in. Thank you to our sponsor that you heard at the top of the show, Big O's Seal Coating, doing seal coating for the last 25 years. Uh, You can take a look at the info underneath the episode here and get their phone number, or it's at the top of the show in the bumper. And uh, if anybody else is looking for sponsorship opportunities, let us know. Uh, you can get your company here if, if you just do it with one show by 20,000 people. By If you want to do all three, by 60,000. You can do it for a week. You can do it for a month. You can do one. You can do 19. I don't care. It's up to you. Anything you want to do. We'll also do bartering of services. Anything you guys want to do to get your name out there, let us know. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will catch you next time. And this has been Common, Common Debauchery. Debauchery.